Are you ready to get your education business off the ground in 2024? Olivia and I have an amazing opportunity for you at Educate with Influence. Picture this, transforming your passion into a thriving education business, connecting with like-minded educators and receiving exclusive mentorship from industry experts who have been in the educator and influencer fields for over 10 years. We want to help hairstylists, salon owners, and anyone in the beauty industry create more freedom, more revenue, and more opportunities. Educate with Influence is the complete program that you need to get started. But here's the catch. You have to act fast because for the first time ever, we are offering a 12-month payment plan. For an entire year, you can get access to Educate with Influence, time with me and Olivia to help grow your business, and 12 amazing mastermind calls with other educators, all for only $100 a month. So what's in it for you? Let's break it down. When you register before January 1st, you'll get one-year access to Educate with Influence. You'll be able to dive into a full curriculum designed to empower you and help you conquer that imposter syndrome that's holding you back and help you bring all of your gifts to the world. You'll also gain access to 12 coaching calls where you're going to be able to connect, share, and learn with other educators who are just as passionate as you are. You'll be able to ask questions and get help building your programs and marketing your programs throughout the entire journey. You'll also have mentorship with me and Olivia. If you guys didn't know, Olivia and I have been in this field for a really long time and we have learned so much. We've made so many mistakes. We have had so many different experiences and we really want to help people have an easier way of doing the things that we've done and have a quicker way of achieving all of the amazing gifts that this industry has to offer. So my question to you is this, why are you going to wait another year to start working on your education business? Make 2024 the year that you dedicate to really turning this into something that's a reality. Make 2024 your year of impact. Secure your spot now and commit to one year of growth, learning, and building your legacy. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for, so don't let it slip away. Visit EducateWithInfluence.com and seize this opportunity before it's gone. Remember, you only have until January 1st to sign up for this amazing, amazing offer. You can sign up anytime and pay in full, but for the first time ever, we're offering the 12-month payment plan for only $100 a month. Join the movement because together we are bridging the gap between educator and influencer, helping provide new opportunities to everyone in the beauty industry. Hope to see you there. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast, where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry, and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast. I'm here today with my business partner and one of my closest friends, Olivia Thompson, aka OMG Artistry. She is the co-founder of Educate with Influence, and today we have some educator slash influencer topics, and we're really excited. So welcome, Olivia. Hi, guys. Awesome. So for people who don't know you, which I'm sure everybody knows of you, but please tell them who you are, what you specialize in, all those good things. 
So I am a influencer educator. So I work with a few different brands. I'm in the salon two days a week. Um, I also teach social media reels creation. I actually come from a videography background, um, which had translated when I started doing beauty into a beautiful marriage. And currently I have a little boxer dog named Daisy and she is my world. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to be here because every time I get to talk with Olivia, I feel like we haven't really done a lot of podcasts just together. We've been on podcasts together, but like, I feel like it's nice to just have conversations like this because every time we meet for, to work on our business, we always have like these amazing conversations. And I always brag about you, Olivia. I'm like, she's like the smartest person. I know I love her. Um, so I'm excited to have this conversation and bring it to the podcast because I know you guys are probably driving to work or working out or something, and it's nice to stay inspired. So I want to talk about for us, we both have worked with brands and today's topic is going to be about our best and worst experiences working with brands and what we learned from it. So if you're an educator or an influencer, or if you kind of want to start walking down that path, first of all, it's an amazing stream of revenue. It's amazing to build your, you know, reputation for me as an educator, like the best part about being an educator is I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for a long time. I felt like I have so much more to offer, but I didn't have the right way to put that out into the world. And I'm just so grateful I get to do it now. And if it's something that you've been thinking about doing, Educate with Influence is a course that we built. It's more of like a lifestyle and a program than a course. It's like a full program that will help you get started. So if you're looking to get into it, we have resources for you. But more importantly today, we just want to have like a real life conversation about what working with brands has looked like and some of the best and worst experiences. So Olivia, do you want to start? Yeah, I actually, let's start from like the beginning of like one of the first brands and how I actually got that brand. Um, so I had reached out, this was before there was really even influencer marketing. And I was so obsessed with the product, which number one makes for working with a brand very important. Um, I was eat, sleeping and breathing that I went to the website and I emailed them and I was like, how can I get involved? This was before like, this was like YouTube times, right? They actually reached out to me a year and a half later and they're like, we just saw this email. How did we miss this? Um, we would love if you could do 32 of our videos for our website. So that's actually how I got started with figuring out a way to streamline script writing and then also reading scripts. So that's actually how I got good. But slowly but surely, 32 videos became so daunting for me because I was writing everything out. And I said to myself, I go, how can I make this just that much better? So that's what helped me get down with my editing style and actually becoming more improv. I was reading it as if it was like, hi, my name is Olivia. This is the product. This is what it does. This is how it works. So when I started, uh, the top uh, tips that I have for if you're ever working for a brand and you're making videos for them is when you, you should memorize your beginning, okay? Memorize your intro, mine is, 
Hi guys, it's Olivia at OMG Artistry. Today I will be working with so-and-so. We'll be talking a little bit about this because when you memorize your intro, it makes the videos so much easier. Guys, don't do what I did. I'm telling you everything that I did do not do. It made my life so much harder. Memorize your intro and then it's copy and paste for everything else. So when you talk about a video, you wanna talk about all the senses. So you talk about um, the way it makes your hair feel, the, the way it makes it smell, how to use it, what the ingredients are, and how would you recommend this to somebody else, okay? And then you do your outro. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can visit www for more information, or you can follow me at OMG Artistry. That is the pilot for every single educational brand video that I've ever done. And I learned the hard way by writing a script out every single time. <laughs> it's so funny that you say all of that because the first brand I ever worked with, I actually reached out to them too. And it was a brand I absolutely loved. I had been using their products since beauty school and I had reached out to them and said, Hey, I absolutely love your product. I use it every single day and I would absolutely love to work with you. Please let me know what support that you need. And I would love to get involved. And the first thing I did with them was social media videos. So I did like two videos a week and I did like a three month contract. I wrote the contract myself, which was like, you know, back then this is in 2014. Um, back then I was like, basically like, I will do two videos a week for six weeks or three months or whatever it was. And, um, my rates were like nothing. And I ended up doing all these videos. They still post the videos to this day. Cause I don't do a lot of stuff with influencers anymore. And, um, you know, it was really cool to have that opportunity because that opportunity also led to me doing website videos as well. So it's funny that you say that because back in 2014, people like really needed video and really needed stuff on their websites. So I had created like nine video tutorials with my phone that these companies were using on their website. And, um, I was, I, I learned how to edit, had a voiceover, like all of those things kind of just from like saying yes, instead of being like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. I was kind of just like, yes. And I think that makes you and I pretty dynamic to work with because most people are just the talent. They just sit in the chair, say the script, whatever, like you and I both do a lot of planning, shooting, editing, promoting, and we're the talent and Producing. we're the talent. Yeah. Producing. Yes. I'm a producer. I'm adding that to my bio. So you like sign this agreement with a crayon. <laughs> Basically. Um, but yeah, we have like a similar beginning with, uh, working with brands. I love that. So I have a question for you in the very beginning. Did you know what you were doing? No, I was just trying to fake it till I made it because I didn't know if I'd ever get asked to do anything ever again. So I just said yes to everything. I'm so glad that I did. You know, it's interesting because people say all the time, like, it takes so much time. Yes, but how do you get better at reading? You read. How do you get better at writing? You write. How do you get better at making videos? You do it. And then you create a system for how to do it. Like, my system for copy-paste of everything that I do, that took me four months to figure out because I kept doing it wrong. Every single time I kept doing it wrong. And the brand was saying that I was doing it wrong too. It was such a nice, like kind of coaching. It was so, it was great, but it was like, it was such a nice coaching experience to be, to not have my defense up when someone tells me that I'm doing something wrong. Like I'm 
green and I tell every and to this day I am so green if you know something please tell me because I want to make my life easier my tactic for no ego is to make my life easier do you like that I love it so um so I'll I'll share an experience of just learning um this was a bad situation so I committed without realizing what they really wanted because I was so stuck in what I was doing that I didn't listen properly. This happens behind the chair. Oh, totally. Totally. Like, do you guys realize that if somebody wants you to make a video for them, you literally need to ask them, do you want me to talk to camera or do you want me to do a voiceover? Because they are two totally different days two totally different amount of times, totally different editing. Like if someone, if a brand needs me to talk to camera, that is hella expensive. If I could just sit there and do my craft and have the video and edit it and do a voiceover, that's one thing. So that's the mistake that I made. With all of this, I did not talk to camera. I just did the work. Oh no, we wanted you on camera explaining. Okay, well, now I'm gonna have to do a whole video of just me talking and then clue me in on the video, right? They didn't like that either. They were like, no, it, it, it doesn't look professional. You're not, you're not even in the salon. You, you're totally at your house. I'm like, oh my God. And meanwhile, this was already like, I'd say like 20 hours in because it was four different videos. Never again. I had a very Never. similar experience with a brand that I was working with and they wanted me to create uh, a video series for them. And I had put a lot of time, effort and energy into planning the series. And every time I asked them questions about it, it took them like a while to get back to me. So everything took a really long time because I had um, like anytime I submit something to them, they come back with so many edits and their edits require a full shoot day. So like I had gotten to the point with working with them, I was working with them for about a year and I had gotten to the point with working with them. I was just like, I just don't feel comfortable filming anything unless you send someone to direct it because I can't keep adding shoot days without charging more. Um, so that was something that I had to set a boundary with and they ended up sending somebody and they ended up um, just sending me exact copy. Because sometimes when you work with color brands, you can't deviate from the copy at all because of lawsuit, like someone could sue you. So um, like when you're filming content and you're submitting this type of stuff, it can be so discouraging if they come back with tons of edits that require another shoot day. So something that I learned to do was just get really specific. I was like, send me exact copy. Send me what is you can't, what I can't see. Send me the intro, the outro or like anything to like avoid another shoot day. And then I would price in another shoot day. So when you're doing it all, which a lot of people don't do, I don't know a lot of other people than us, other than us that do like the whole producing aspect. I will say too, um, a really helpful thing that I teach and educate with influence is to storyboard your videos ahead of time. And also keep in mind, like when you're talking about charging, right? 
to storyboard the day, to get on calls back and forth, to produce the day, to then film the day, edit the day, do the voiceovers, and then post it so to your social channels and promote it, that is all a service. So when you're pricing it out, consider that because it's so much more than just posting a video on your social media page. And what about like, if you do a live for a brand and it's like a business live or something, like, I feel like that's like a half day, but anything with a model is a full day. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, when you work with brands, you work on day rate, you work on days. So like you have a certain amount of days they bought for your year, um, most brands and you know, you're doing a live for them. And if you do a model, that's a full day. Like (laughs) it's like a whole ordeal like you have to do your hair and makeup you have to set up you have to find a model you have to plan the model you have to get the model do the model style them take pictures edit whatever you have to post post and then multiple days before posting like that's a full day right I I like to actually when it comes to something a more official you know there's like little Instagram videos and reels and stuff like that I'm like okay I got it but something a little more like official like if I know it's going to go like on their website or like a distributor's site um, online web ecom right I like to write out the timeline of everything and show them like in my proposal. I will put in like what the timeline looks like to let them know like what is included in this price. And they appreciate that because they don't even know what goes into it. That's why they're hiring me. But sure, I am the influencer that can tell the brand message. Um, But I am also the producer, uh, the videographer, the audio guy, the lighting guy, like all these things. And now nowadays i was all of those things i actually now have somebody to help me do those things because i hate doing those things and what do we do olivia doesn't do shit she hates olivia wants to be the creative i want to and i love filming filming's like my favorite thing to do but i was hating the mundane filming and angles and then the, the editing it was just too much work even if the price was right I still hated it. You get what I'm saying? I just wanted to be the creative, even if I made a little less and help and had someone help me do more of the work. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. But have you like, well, you work with good, really good brands. And like, I've had like some more humbling experiences, I guess, because I can do so much. And then when you go to tell them like, okay, you know, this is a big project. I'm going to need a videographer. And then you go get prices from three videographers and they're like, oh no, that's out of budget now. You know, it's like really hard to do that kind of stuff because when you delegate the cost goes up. Right. So it's important to kind of understand all of that pricing and everything, but yeah, like going back to our topic of like the best and worst experiences that we've had, like, I would say probably the worst experience I had, and this is like some, Oh, G big sister advice to any of my educator friends, influencer friends, people working with brands or working with um, bigger companies where, you know, you really need a contract, right? Like no matter what anybody says to you, no matter what promises are made verbally, no matter what you really need a contract 
and a good lawyer. And you should not be responsible for writing the contract. They should send you a contract that you send to your lawyer. You talk to your lawyer about it and then you send it back and then they make their tweaks and then hopefully you sign it and all as well. I worked with a brand for quite a while and we had, you know, some kind of agreement in writing, but it wasn't a contract. So all of the little minuscule things like what is considered a day, you know, what is travel considered? Um, What kind of flight am I going to be on? What kind of hotel are you going to put me in? Like all of those little things that mean a lot were never ironed out. So there was always tension. And I had asked many, many, many times for a contract, but no one could get around to it. And it was the biggest red flag. The thing is, is like I was being paid. So I kind of just shut up and just like let it happen, which I don't regret taking the money. But it was such a different experience than having a clear and kind relationship working with another company. So I would highly recommend before you give anyone the goods, you get the contract in writing. And some things that your contract you want to have, some things you want to have in your contract rather, are those travel things. What's a day? What is your pay structure? What does it look like if they're late? What does it look like to end this agreement? You know, a really good lawyer will be able to help you with all of that. So I think like I had a really tough year because I just felt uh, resentful that like people weren't taking the time to take me seriously and take my request seriously. And there was so much confusion because nothing was in writing. So I think like my biggest advice to anyone that's going to work with a brand is get a good lawyer and really don't do anything until you have that contract in writing. And Olivia, you work with awesome brands and I know, you know, it, that you always have your lawyer look over everything. Um, but if you're newer in the industry working with brands, you may just say yes to everything and you may have a bad experience. So just know that a huge part of working with brands is the contract and having a clear and kind relationship. I agree with everything that you said. And if you are willing to invest, AKA write off on your taxes in your own contract with everything that you want to ask for with any brand that you work with, it makes things a lot faster too when it comes to signing a contract, if you can afford it which is what I did. I ended up having a full Monty contract written up because I was running into the same thing Gina was running into and it, everything was just taking so much longer. And it actually ended up costing me more in the end because my uh, my lawyer was redlining everything so much so that we just ended up having making my own contract, which was the most expensive thing I could have done, but the best thing for my future of doing. And also fences make good neighbors, right? So my fence is secure. It's a security, it's a compound. No, I'm just kidding. Um, great story, Gina. Thank you for that. Um, I wanna explain my best and worst at the same exact time, because it was the same experience. Um, I had a TV show come out post pandemic and it was called the OMG Beauty Show. And it was the 
best and most chaotic experience I've ever could have done in my entire life. And I learned so much from it. Like if I wanted to put on a TV show, like in my living room, I would know how to do it. I would have the contacts. I would, right? They signed me for uh, 12 episodes. So it was a lot and ended up being that I was like, you know what? I'm only gonna commit to six, six episodes. And everyone's like, why would you do that? Why would you not want a full season? Like, that's crazy. That's opportunity. And I go, I don't know. I just have this feeling that the support is going to look different when it comes down to actually filming it. Right. So again, I keep repeating this. I know how to do the camera. I know how to do the lighting. I know how to do the audio, but the setup took forever forever so then when by the time i got to filming i had to show up as me exhausted by that time my brain space was shot like i couldn't create any longer and that was actually the the time where i was like no freaking more i had to film everything they thank god this which which was a good part of it is they edited everything i had to do like lower thirds for the video I had to do like I had to get the brand deals um I had to make sure that I was uh marinating the brand deals with whatever product tool and hack that I was I produced everything it was the most amazing experience that I could have ever had you could actually watch it on YouTube if you go to OMG artistry on YouTube it has all six episodes they're actually really good but I'll never do it again at least not by myself. I'm glad I have that experience, but never again. Never. Okay. I have the same exact experience, the best and worst experience. And this is when I first started working with Joyco and I started working with them and I got signed on like January 1st of 2020. And no lie, a week later, they called me and they were like, we have an opportunity for you. You, um, you've been picked to do hair for Lady Gaga's music video. And I about passed the fuck out because everybody who knows me knows I love Lady Gaga. She's my mother. Um, I love her so much. And immediately it was like, yes, but that whole experience, like that was, and I'm not saying it was a bad experience at all. It was the most stressful. I grew so much in those four days. It was the best experience of my life, but I would never do it again. I would never do it again. It was so hard because I don't do wigs and everything was wigs. Um, and everything was super secret. There wasn't a lot of communication. And I was so anxious <laughs> and I ended up crying like every single day <laughs> because it was so much pressure. Um, but it ended up being like one of the best experiences ever. And I was able to bring my two assistants with me and give them that opportunity, which is just so amazing. And to be a part of that music video is so amazing. So it was the best, but it was the most stress. like kind of, it wasn't bad at all but it was like the most high stress thing, but I grew and learned so much. So I don't think I would have had that opportunity if I wasn't working with a brand. <laughs> so it's like, just like one of the cool things that, you know, could come. There's a lot of cool opportunities working with brands. I have to say, cause I don't think I would have had that opportunity. 
I always say like, for me living in my life right now, I, everything is very like out of body. I'm like in 40 all the time. I'm in season three. So anything that is crazy that is happening to me, I'm going to be like, Ooh, this is going to be a good chapter in my book. I don't even stress as much anymore as I used to. I'm like, all right, Olivia, like I almost get as if I'm looking at myself as like a movie. I'm like, well, what's going to happen next in this process? Will she get the job? Will she not? You know, like, (laughs) where is she? Where is she so divine? What is leading her? You know, like, I'm very much like that now. And, And it has helped my, I don't get night anxiety. I get morning anxiety. Like I could fall asleep like a baby. I wake up and my mind goes and goes and goes and it doesn't really do as much as it used to. You know, know, I used to be a really pretty anxious person about my schedule and stuff like that. And you know who really helped me with that is Larissa. Oh, baby girl. She said to me one day, I was like, Larissa, how do you do all of this and not freak out? And she's like, oh, I only look at one day at a time. And I was like, huh. She's like, I would have a mental breakdown if I looked any further than one day at a time. And I was just like, that makes a lot of sense. So like, I'm super anal about my schedule. Like if you look at my calendar, everything is perfect. Like I'm so psycho. Everything is perfect. Like I made a dinner reservation with my friend today at five and it showed up on my calendar twice. So I just like, I can't, I'm like the type it needs to look perfect right she's like are we still going you canceled that I was like oh no I double booked it my calendars has to look perfect but um when it comes to what I'm doing today I just look at today and then I go to sleep I wake up and then I know what I'm doing like maybe I'll look the night before but I just focus on one day at a time I don't like scroll through and stress out and that's from Larissa's one comment of she was just like I would freak out if I looked any further ahead and I was like I think I need to start doing that. That's really powerful. Yeah. She helped me so much. Like the, the year that I worked with her at Joyco, she helped me so much. Just really good feedback for me. I love her. Yeah. I love her. BFF. Yeah. So we talked about how we got our first brand deals and the best and worst experience that we had working with brands. And that's so bad. It's just good stuff to know. It's like, if you're new into this field, being an educator, being an influencer, you know, if you're new into the field, it's just good things to think about. Yeah. There's no bad experiences. There's just experiences. There's no good experiences. There's just good. There's just regular experiences. How we classify it is where we're taking from where we just decipher whether we want to do it again or not, or how we're going to learn from it. It's just an experience. Absolutely. I love it. All right, Olivia, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait for us to shoot another episode. If you are interested in Educate with Influence, go ahead and visit www.educatewithinfluence.com. Hope to see you guys in our amazing program. And thank you, Olivia, so much again for your time. 